0: Welcome to the Eat This, Not That podcast. I'm John Hammond, and Megan Murphy is getting a much-needed episode off this week. Um, So hopefully uh, you don't mind listening to me carry on. Megan will most certainly be back. She's probably still recovering from her wonderful trip to the Charleston Food and Wine Festival. I'm sure we will hear all about that in a future episode. Um, But also, not to replace... Of course, Megan, because we couldn't do that for an episode. But I do want to introduce some, some exciting news. We have a brand new way for you to contact us um, set up, and it's an email address podcast at eatthis.com. And we set this up because we really want to hear from you. We want to hear from you about the food choices that are, are on your mind, what you think about the the program, what you'd like to hear more on the program. Uh, probably more Megan, of course. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen this week. Um, but really, you know, we want to make this as, as engaging and as um, interesting as possible for all of, all of our valued listeners and all of you who are subscribing and, and following us along every week. And if you're not subscribing, please do and, and make sure that you get this steady stream of, of great food tips and insights in your, in your podcast device every week, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you might listen to us. We want to make sure that we're delivering everything that you need. So again, that email address is podcast at eat this. Dot com, And we hope that we will hear from you very soon and maybe we'll share your emails and your, your questions right here on a future episode. So stay tuned. Now, in the meantime, um, I want to talk about this week's episode because it is something that is certainly very near and dear to to my heart. It's a food that I eat almost literally every day. And it's one of those foods that I'm sure if you are like me, you wrestle with because like coffee, like wine, it is a food that is hotly debated. And the argument over over whether it's good for you or not good for you rages on nonstop, it feels like. And that's eggs. And I know it sounds kind of... Odd, right? Eggs, how can eggs be so controversial? But we've heard eat just the egg whites, eat the whole egg, you know, throw away the yolks, don't eat eggs, eat eggs, eggs are fine, cholesterol is fine. And if you go back to about a year ago, maybe a little more than a year ago, there was that I think a lot of us are kind of still living off of the high of that Time magazine cover that had the stick of butter on it. It was like butter's back. And that basically was a study that that suggested that saturated fat in our diets and cholesterol dietary cholesterol didn't have an impact on our on our blood and cl- cholesterol so it wasn't a, the health concern that we had all been previously informed um or or you know feared by the by the news headlines that had existed prior to that that uh that cholesterol was one of the things that was going to do us in. it was going to give us a, a heart attack or or kind of you know lead to a blockage of some some sort so that was that was going back a year and we all felt pretty good about that and we probably ate a lot of butter of course, it was on the cover of Time Magazine. Why wouldn't you? A lot more bacon and a lot more eggs. I certainly, you know, enjoyed my eggs a lot more after that. I had always wondered about eggs. I had gone the egg white route myself for a little while and then and then said, forget that, like go back to the whole eggs, because I, I learned about the value of choline, which is which is a, a nutrient in the in the egg yolk and only in the egg yolk. That is really valuable to helping your body uh, burn belly fat, the fat that's kind of around your internal organs in the midsection. And this was brought to light by Dave Zinzenko in his, his book, Zero Belly Diet. So, you know, taking those factors in, I had, I had started to, to reintroduce whole eggs back into my diet and have been, have been doing so ever since until very recently, all of a sudden I had to kind of sit up and, and rethink my egg strategy, if you will. And, and the reason why was because there was a story that was in um, the Journal of American Medicine Recently published, and I'm going to go to uh, there were there were numerous reports on this recently. I'm going to go to the New York Times report because it's it's the one that I read of of the several reports that I read that really kind of represented it most succinctly and and logically in in a way that I could understand. So according to this latest study, it looked at six large prospective studies involving almost thirty thousand participants. It found that for each additional 300 milligrams a day of cholesterol in the diet, there was a 17% increased risk of cardiovascular disease and an 18% increased risk at premature death from any cause. Now, those are the kinds of numbers that make me sit up and take notice, of course. I'm sure they do for you as well. But here's here was the kicker for me in this, in this study. Eggs alone, a large egg has about 185 milligrams of cholesterol. All of it contained in the yolk. It had the same more is worse effect basically, right? So each additional half egg a day was associated with a 6% increased risk of cardiovascular disease and an 8% increased risk of early death. Let that sink in for a second, right? Makes you think your, your daily, it certainly makes me think about my daily egg habit. Those are the kinds of statistics that, you know, they make for great headlines. And you don't know, is, is this like, am I being scared straight? Do I really need to worry about this? Do I need to go to my fridge and toss out my carton of eggs? And look, I, I don't think that you do. And here's why. One of the lead authors in that study noted that not all people are affected in the same way by dietary cholesterol and that the relationship between the amount of cholesterol consumed and the amount in the blood is complex and varies from person to person depending on uh, metabolic and genetic factors. Some people can eat a lot of eggs and a little cholesterol goes into the blood. And so I think this maybe I'm one of those people. I and, and the only reason I say that is because I just had a checkup very recently, and my blood cholesterol was awesome. Like my doctor was astounded at how amazing my blood cholesterol was. And that's and again, I literally eat eggs almost every day. To me, for me, eggs is like a lunch meal, not a not a dinner meal. I don't know about you. Uh, I well well documented on this podcast my love for for oatmeal in the morning. So you know I'm not a breakfast egg person, but at lunchtime, an egg sandwich. Uh, omelets, uh, a fried egg on avocado toast. It, and, and it's always balanced. I always try to balance it with a hefty portion of vegetables as well. Eggs is kind of the thing that holds it all together, whether it's sauteed spinach and tomatoes or mushrooms or asparagus uh, on a sandwich or just straight up as an omelet. It's just, it's so easy and convenient. I just, it's, it's a hard thing for me to get away from. It delivers great protein and great nutrients as we'll hear about a little bit later on. So So look, at the end of the day, for what it's worth, I am not going to change my egg intake in response to this report. I'm not going to hit the panic button as so many of us like to do when we see a headline spread across something like the New York Times or NBC News or CBS or whatever your, your news consumption device of choice might be. Um, because look, for me, like I said, my blood cholesterol is fine. So if it ain't broke, I ain't going to fix it. So what I would say before you, you make a decision on changing your egg intake or not changing your egg, egg intake, if you haven't had your blood cholesterol checked. You might want to do so because that's a good starting point. And if your blood cholesterol is in check and fine, then hey, go egg crazy. Like eat all the eggs you want. If if it's a little high, then then you should talk to your doctor about the things that that might be impacting that. And maybe this is a study that your doctor is aware of or not aware of. But maybe it's something that should be discussed. However, regardless chances are you are going to be buying eggs. I'm going to be buying eggs. We're all going to be buying eggs. Eggs are delicious. They're convenient. You can mix them with dang near everything, whether I'm making pancakes for the boys, whether I'm making my omelet, like eggs are always going to be in need. And eggs are so simple that it's easy to kind of get confused by eggs because there are all these things, there's brown eggs, there's cage-free eggs, there's free range eggs, there's omega-3 enhanced eggs what really matters and and when it comes to buying eggs like where are you being duped and what do you really need to pay pay attention to so that's what we're going to talk about today and I wanted to kind of put it in context of that study because um, it's a headline that a lot of you have probably seen and it's probably making you think about your relationship or your your the way you eat eggs Um, and that's that's a good thing by the way every now and then we should kind of consider what we're putting in our body but for me like I said eggs going to be part of my daily diet and if they're going to be part of yours then I am happy to to walk you through some of these amazing surprising eggs facts now the first one is one that I know will raise eyebrows as soon as I say it. Brown eggs, while they might be more expensive than white, are not any healthier. It's true. Brown eggs are typically more expensive than white eggs, but unlike what you might have assumed, their high price has nothing to do with their quality. Brown eggs cost more because the hens that lay them are physically bigger breeds than the white egg-laying chickens. And because bigger hens need more food, farmers have to spend more on feed, in turn, that cost gets passed down to, to the consumer, and therefore brown eggs are more expensive than white eggs. So it's not like white bread versus whole grain bread, right? There's not a nutritional advantage to brown eggs. It's purely about the size of the hens and the cost to actually maintain those hens. So if you're buying brown eggs because you think that they they hold a nutritional advantage over white eggs, you don't have to, to do that anymore. All right, we're gonna take a quick break from these excellent tips uh, to talk about Perfect Keto Bars. Now, what are Perfect Keto Bars? Perfect Keto Bars are a great tasting keto friendly bar with ingredients you can actually trust. Sometimes less is more. If you want to lose fat, have more energy, get rid of brain fog, boost your mental performance, and increase your physical performance through a low carb ketogenic lifestyle, Perfect Keto Bars are here to help. All the other bars on the market, either they're too high in sugar, too high in net carbs, or they use pro-inflammatory fillers and stabilizers, all those nasty ingredients that you can't pronounce and you wouldn't even be able to look up in a dictionary if you tried. And they don't really support a ketogenic diet. Perfect Keto bars were tested on their blood glucose levels extensively to ensure a minimal glycemic effect after consumption. Perfect Keto spent over a year on R&D and went through 14 different iterations finding the right balance of ingredients that would make a great tasting bar without spiking your blood sugar. Keto bars are portable, convenient, fast, mess-free, and great for travel, work, before the gym, or a study session. And I can vouch for this because on my train ride into into New York City today, I actually took down a Perfect Keto bar. Salted caramel is, is is my choice. Uh, but I also like the uh, the lemon poppy seed. And again, what I like personally about Perfect Keto Bars, all natural ingredients, balanced keto macros, only three grams of net carbs. And again, I got to talk about the flavors because you've got almond butter brownie, the salted caramel, and the lime, lemon poppy seed, which I'm obsessed with right now. And they're all available right now, and they're delicious. And now, even better than these delicious flavors, our listeners can get 20% off the entire website the entire stock at the website visit perfectketo.com slash eat this and enter the promo code eat this at checkout again that's 20 percent off the entire site at perfectketo.com and use promo code eat this at checkout and now when it's time to make a hire for your small business naturally you want to find the best person for the job odds are that person is on linkedin LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to get matched with quality candidates who make the most sense for your role. LinkedIn Jobs uses knowledge of both hard skills and soft skills to match you with people who fit your role the best. People come to LinkedIn every day to learn and advance their careers, so LinkedIn understands what they're interested in and looking for, which means when you use LinkedIn Jobs to hire someone, your matches are based on so much more than just a resume. Your LinkedIn Jobs matches are based on skills and background, sure, but also interests, activities, and passion. Matching lets you quickly get a group of the most relevant, qualified candidates for your role. That way, you can focus on the candidates you want to spend time talking to and make the quality hire you're excited about. Customers rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires. Post a job today at linkedin.com slash eatthis and get $50 off your first job post. That's LinkedIn. Dot com slash eat this for $50 off your first job post. Also, here's another one that actually surprised me. Cage-free eggs. Well, they actually might have come from hens in cages. It's true. Many consumers assume that, quote, cage-free on egg cartons means that chickens laying these eggs they've they're just roaming around the field right they're they're walking around as as much as they want well unfortunately that's kind of far from the truth cage free only means hens are required to have a minimum of 120 square inches per bird which is not even double the area of a conventional battery cage Hens often still exclusively live indoors, either in large barns known as aviaries or crammed into bigger enriched cages that allow for some natural habits. So, again, if cage-free is something that you're you're seeking out, it, it's it probably doesn't mean what you think it means, and there aren't distinct advantages there for for the egg, and certainly not for the hens lying, laying laying those eggs. Um, here's another one, and I think this. This one d- doesn't only apply to uh, the eggs; it also applies to chicken. So, if you're if you're purchasing chicken breasts, this is or chicken thighs or or any kind of chicken meat, this is this is also applicable. All eggs are hormone-free. So, if you're buying a package because it has you know no, you know, no hormones, hormone-free splashed across the package, you don't have to worry about that. Even though many cartons and packages might promote that their eggs are free of hormones, this claim is nothing special. It's like saying that water is wet. That's because the FDA banned the use of hormones in all poultry production back in the 1950s. Therefore, no chicken, eggs, or meat. Doesn't matter. In the market will ever contain hormones. So stop worrying about that on the label. You can feel free knowing that no matter what egg, no matter what chicken meat you buy, it's hormone-free. Now, if you're wondering, you know, we talked about the the eggshell color and brown not being more nutritional than white eggs. If you're wondering what actually is an indicator of the nutritional value of an egg, you should look at the yolk color. Egg yolks will range in color from pale yellow to a deep orange based on a hen's diet. Because free-range hens often eat more pigmented, nutritious foods that range from insects to grasses, eggs from these kinds of chickens often have richer, colored yolks, so think more along that deep orange kind of color scale. On the other hand, the more conventional grain-fed chickens, they'll produce the lighter yellow yolks, so the deeper the color, the more nutritional value. As for the difference in, in nutrients between yolk colors, the protein and fat counts, they'll be the same regardless of the yolk color, but there can be up to a 100-fold increase in micronutrient value of certain antioxidants, including uh, carotenoids like lutein and beta-carotene in yolks that are fed a more nutrient-dense diet, like pasture-raised hens, for example. The rich dark colored yolks will contain more potent antioxidants and these are the compounds which are going to help mop up the harmful toxins that promote inflammation and fat storage and this is where the advantage to eating the whole egg really comes in and if you've been an egg white versus a, a whole egg person you should really consider eating the whole egg because the yolk is the only place that you're going to get those compounds and they're extremely beneficial another one not every egg in your carton is going to be the same size It's true. Now, although your carton says you're getting, quote, large eggs, not every egg in that paper box or that plastic carton, depends on what you're buying, I guess, is exactly the same size. Rather than requiring a a specific size and weight for individual eggs, the USDA has guidelines for egg weights per dozen. That's because there will invariably be differences between individual eggs. Now, in case you're wondering, according to the USDA, A small egg is about 18 ounces, so that's about one and a half ounces per egg. Medium is 21 ounces, so a little bit bigger, so on and so forth. The jumbo eggs are going to be 30 ounces for the carton, so that's about two and a half ounces per egg. And again, those eggs are going to vary in size within the carton. So it's only a factor if you're really focused on calories and and those kinds of things, but it, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's just kind of like a little fun fact. Bonus fun fact, the size of the egg... Depends on the age of the hen. The older the hen, the larger the egg she's going to produce. How about that? Now, we talked about cage-free eggs and how they're not really what you might think. I'm sure you've all heard of free-range hens. Well, free-range hens may actually never step outside. Yep. Another misnomer. Easy easy to kind of, you know, think that you're doing something that's, oh, these, these, these hens are just running fast and free through the through the pastures and and the farmlands well it doesn't matter because it turns out that free range eggs are certainly a step above cage free but the term still has you know some misleading factors to it while free range hens have the option to go outside the reality is that many hens do not actually wander outside their barns at all because the doors are probably too small and they're only open for limited times of the day or don't accommodate the entire flock trying to get out. So it's more convenient for the hens to actually stay inside where they are. So while they might have access to be free range, the fact of the matter is they're not really frolicking out in the pasture. If you're wondering how old your eggs are, you know, you could crack it and smell it, of course, or try and eat it and and that's, that's not the best way. There's an easier way. If you want to see how old your eggs are, you can test their buoyancy. Eggshells are porous. That means that uh, they allow air to move through them. And as eggs age, they take in air and they actually develop a little air pocket. In general, you can test an egg's freshness by placing it in a cup of water. If the egg floats, it indicates that the egg is old and has a large air pocket, in which case you might want to pass on eating that egg. If it remains on the bottom, the egg is usually safe to eat. So there you go. It doesn't get simpler than that, right? If If you're worried about the egg and you don't know if it's good or bad, just drop it in a glass of water. Now another thing, cage free, free range, all of these you know hormone free, all these things that get plastered on on packages, and this is one that I definitely have have seen and and think to myself, well, yeah, why why wouldn't I buy these eggs? Don't count on eggs for your omega threes, right? Omega three, you know, enriched with en- omega three fatty acids is always something that's that's thrown in egg cartons that I see these days, and. Look, you know that omega-3 fatty acids help reduce inflammation, improve cognitive function, function, and they may reduce your risk of heart disease. And you'd likely think that omega-3 enriched eggs, which come from hens, whose feed is supplemented with flax seeds or fish oil, are a great choice. The thing is, they're probably not worth paying the extra for. In fact, this claim is not even regulated by the USDA, so it's more of a marketing tool than anything else. There's no way to prove that eggs have significantly more omega-3s either. So if you're looking to increase your intake, you know, you're know you better off looking for organic pasteurized eggs, which naturally contain about 30 milligrams of omega-3s, or just get it from fatty fish or chia seeds or other great options like that. Egg yolks have the same amount of protein as the white. This is the one, this is one of the things that every time I hear somebody order an egg white omelet or I want the egg whites, it, it, it always, I don't know, it, it doesn't bother me, but I'm just like, why? Because most of us, you know, we have the association f- for the egg yolk being uh, riddled with the cholesterol, the dietary cholesterol. And again, depending on what study you're looking at, you know, there's, there's a give and take there. But the fact of the matter is that both the egg white and the egg yolk contain 3 grams of protein each. So if you're if you're removing that egg yolk, you're removing half of the protein from the egg, which most of us are eating because we want a high protein meal, by the way. So, while we traditionally associate egg whites with protein, they don't really have an advantage over the the yolk. And the main difference is that is in the calories. The single yolk contains 3 grams of protein for 60 calories. A single egg white provides you with 3 grams of protein for just 15 calories. So while leaving out the yolk means you can get an equal amount of protein for fewer calories, you're also leaving out what we talked about before, which is also leaving out all of that great nutritional value because there's great n- nutritional density in the egg with all of the anti-inflammatories inflammatories and micronutrients that we talked about a little bit earlier. So you know, if you, you're better off eating the whole egg because you're going to get all those good for you micronutrients. And that's why the eat this, not that team would recommend that you certainly eat the egg. However, as we've said, you should make sure you get your cholesterol checked and that you don't have a problem with dietary cholesterol. Now, As much as we love all of the great anti-inflammatory properties of the egg yolk and eggs and and the protein and all these things that eggs can deliver in such a simple and easy form, there's something that a lot of us don't think about when it comes to eggs. And it's something certainly in the dark winter months here in the Northeast is really important. Eggs are one of the few dietary sources of vitamin D. Now, most people consume vitamin D through exposure to sunlight. And that being said, you can also consume vitamin D through food, but your options are really limited here. There's cod liver oil, sardines, salmon, milk and eggs. Eggs are among the best and few dietary sources of this immune boosting vitamin to ensure that you're getting the most of this vitamin D food. Don't bake your eggs, though. According to a study published in the journal Food Chemistry, when eggs are scrambled and then baked at a, in a 350-degree oven for about 40 minutes, only 39 to 45% of the egg's vitamin D is man- maintained. Contrary to that... If you fry or boil your eggs you can retain 82 to 88 percent of the eggs immune and mood boosting vitamin d and that's a that's a critical benefit there so quiche maybe maybe not going to kind of hold that vitamin d but uh, a, a fried egg or an omelet. Like I like to enjoy an egg sandwich cooked on a, on a skillet there. You're going to get a nice boost of vitamin D along with all of those great anti-inflammatory properties that you're going to get from the egg yolk and all of the protein that you're going to get from both the egg yolk and, and the egg white because you're using whole eggs, right? So there it is. Those are a bunch of great egg tips that I was surprised by some of them. I, I kind of knew some of them, but, but definitely surprised by some. Hopefully uh, they were surprising to you. Hopefully they help you uh, inform your decision the next time you're in the, the dairy aisle and, and reaching into that cooler for your next carton of eggs. Um, because if you're buying eggs because they're brown or because they're cage free or because they're packed with omega threes, well, maybe you can save, you know a little bit each trip to the grocery store. We hope that you're enjoying the podcast. And if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. So you can keep getting a steady stream of food tips and choices every week right here. Also, be sure to visit us at eatthis.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're at eatthisnotthat on Twitter and Instagram. And check out our latest issue of Eat This Not That magazine on newsstands. And more importantly, we want to hear from you. As I said before, you can email Megan and I at podcast at eatthis.com and let us know what questions you have so we can answer them right here for you on an upcoming show. Thanks for listening. I'm John Hammond, and we'll be back soon with Megan Murphy, who is at Eat on Instagram, and we'll help you navigate the myriad food choices that are on your mind so we can help you eat this, not that.